Like, are you kidding me? Do you know who I am? I'm a parent. <laughs> a parent is the first educator, the last educator. And have been even more so over the last year. We talked to one mom about her decisions to stay with remote learning, even though she has the option to go back. Today is Thursday, April 8th. I'm Jacoby Cochran, and this is CityCast Chicago. First, a little bit of news, y'all. Calls for civilian oversight of CPD got a little push yesterday when City Council's Latino Caucus endorsed an ordinance from two groups, the Civilian Police Accountability Council and the Grassroots Alliance for Police Accountability. Yeah, they united. The caucus pointed to the police shooting of 13-year-old Adam Toledo as a reason for the new oversight calling police policies, quote, broken. A group of local Amazon workers called Amazonians United Chicago Land walked out of Amazon's Gage Park facility yesterday, citing overstaffing and a new 10 and a half hour work shift. The group joins Amazonians across the country in calling for improved working conditions and bathroom breaks. Some good news. Andersonville and Edgewater say hello to the butterflies. A neighborhood group is adding a butterfly sanctuary to its community garden to help save the now endangered monarchs. I'm going to be real. That one was for my moms. That's your quick news for Thursday, April 8th. Sports fans, I got you. The White Sox home openers today, so go Sox. Next, we talk to a parent about navigating schools reopening. Stick around. CPS high school teachers are asking for a delay for in-person learning. The students are scheduled back in a couple of weeks, but many K-8 graders are in the classroom at least part of the week. The decision fell to parents. Do a hybrid that included in-person or remain at home? Anastasia Chapital is one of the CPS parents who decided to keep her kids in remote learning. Here's how she explained her decision to me last month. Safety first. Um, my children's safety, my safety, safety of our family members who um, are elders. A lot of this that us parents are doing, um, including keeping our children remote at home, is very personal. <laughs> it, it, there's nothing business about this. It's very, very personal. Anastasia, welcome back to CityCast Chicago. Thank you for having me back, Jacoby. Of course. That last line. There's nothing business about this. It's very, very personal. I'm going to be honest with you. It's played in my head for weeks. Has anything changed for you since we talked about this uh, a few weeks ago? Things have changed. Um, There's been a few more deaths in our family. Jeez, I'm so sorry. Um, As well as also a huge, as as quite a a huge debate of who's going to take the vaccine, who's not going to take the vaccine. My family, when it comes to every aspect of it, from the Social security from the elders to the ones who already are pre-diagnosed with other conditions. All those conversations I'm still having. (laughs) Exactly. Anastasia, that's why these conversations have been so important. Because it's easy to get lost in talks of slowing down, speeding up, reopening, back to normal. But you consistently remind me that there's so much more uh, going on 
uh, in this scenario, whether it's finances, people still losing loved ones, trying to decide on the vaccine. Uh, have you gotten your kids back into the classroom yet? No, I have not. Because I, I mean, I saw where I was going. I was like, you know what? This year is a bomb. <laughs> Just forget the whole past year. I'm, I'm asking myself, actually, like, what would it take or what would it look like, you know, even on August 31st to feel safe enough for my children to go back then? So that's where I'm at now. I'm not against vaccinations, by the way. My children are fully vaccinated. I got them everything that they had up until the age they didn't need to have it. Um, and now they're 8 and 10 years old. So when I tell people I'm against this vaccination at this time, you know, they're kind of surprised. I was like, no, this is different. <laughs> this is different. Your uh, children to this point have been fully vaccinated, but you're still concerned with the COVID-19 vaccine. Absolutely. That, that's why, why exactly is that? We've heard of three different companies bringing the COVID vaccine to Chicago. You know, we've heard a lot from efficacy rates. Um, to, you know, hospitalization rates being, you know, almost eliminated for people who've had some of the vaccines. Um, you know, what are some of your concerns? So I know that out here, you know, we have Big Pharma, um, who we've known that make drugs for everything. You wake up and you're not feeling well. OK, well, here's the drug for that. As much as I would like my children to be back at school, trust me. I'm one of those parents, a hundred, a thousand percent. I want them back. <laughs> I want my life back. Like <laughs> <laughs> Anastasia, I hear I, I've seen your house. I've seen the the classrooms and the bedroom, the laundry room yes. getting moved to your room. Your children have been at home for over a year now. How are they handling remote learning? I know it's been a big adjustment. You know what? Um, I talked to both of my children. You know that I, my 10-year-old um, has autism or as some people say, is autistic. Mm -hmm. And I talked to him and I was asked him, hey, you know, do you like to go back to school in the fall when they start back up and stuff and go back in the classroom? And, you know, he was like, no. I said, you sure? No, no, mommy, no. But what if, and I have all kinds of scenarios, he's like, no, no, no. Now, <laughs> I know that once he gets acclimated and I have to make him and he'll be okay. Yeah, when we last talked, tensions were really high between the mayor, CPS, the people pushing to go back in the classroom, and the teachers union, others who were urging caution. Uh, here's what you said about that the last time we spoke. A big part of it is a lack of respect for parents. Like, how don't you even bother to even consider our opinions or our needs for our children? We're the ones who actually are raising them. Has that changed at all? Have you seen anything different since other students returned to in-person learning? Yes. In in good ways or bad ways? In good ways. Okay, um, that's, a lot that's what we great, like to hear. A lot of great changes has been made, even though people are not talking about them. My daughter's school, they have, because it's such a large school, they have like two or three social workers or something there now. There are a lot of children have been have, you know, traumatized, you know, doing this regarding the household things that's happened. So um, they are being more understanding, I guess you can say. Yes, ma'am. It sounds like your plan is for your students, your children to go back in the fall. But what's left to be done? What else do you need to see happening over the next few months for you to feel safe and confident in that decision? I believe it's just really just time. I think that it really just depends on as far as 
my children. It depends on what they need. So it's not even, it's, it's more about what, what they would need and if that environment is going to be feasible for them anymore or even for a while. I had the great honor of catching up with Anastasia Chapital, a CPS parent who is doing everything she can to make sure once her kids go back into the classroom uh, that they do it safely. Uh, Anastasia, thank you so much for talking with us at CityCast Chicago. You're more than welcome. And I just want to say one last thing when it comes down to everyone involved, as far as parents, teachers, community, just everyone, you know, just period. Um, make sure your mental health is, is, is mm. in check. Yes, it's ma'am. okay if you need someone to talk to outside of your family. No, I agree with you. On, I agree with you 100%. Anastasia, thank you so much. You're welcome. Have a great rest of the day. Jacoby, Simone, the whole crew. We got a visitor in the background. Yes, nothing but mom, mom, mom. Hey, welcome to CityCast Chicago. Yeah, happy to have you on as well. Hi. <laughs> uh, my name is Jacoby. What's your name? Imani. How old are you, Imani? Eight. Eight years old. We're talking with your mom about, uh, you know, you all going back to school eventually, or if you'll go back to school. Uh, do you miss being in the classroom? Not really. <laughs> I probably would have answered the exact same at eight. It's like, mm, I'm doing okay. Uh, do you miss your friends being able to at least be around your friends every day? Yeah. Yeah, I feel you. I haven't been able to be around my sister as much or see my best friends as much. Um, what's the first thing you want to do with your friends when y'all able to get back together? Go to Starbucks. You want to go to <laughs> Starbucks? Go to Starbucks. I don't know where she get that from. Starbucks. She, yeah. the, I love it though. She was, she said it with confidence. She was like, I'm going to be real with you. I would like to go to Starbucks. To get a cake pop and a drink. To get a cake pop and a drink. Come on, a cake pop and a mango dragon fruit passion tea made with lemonade. Come on. You you talking my language now, Imani. You talking my language. (laughs) Our podcast is about to blow up now. I'm going to tell Twitter. I'm like, yo, we had Imani yesterday. Oh, wow. Imagine it. Lucky I didn't have a video camera. You'd be like, oh, my gosh, she's so cute. Yes. Yeah. So that's my baby. Thank you to Imani, her mom Anastasia, and all of our guests who let us into their homes and share their stories every day. Next week, we'll hear from Ryan Griffin about sending his son back to the classroom. So thank you for listening. As always, I'll talk to you tomorrow. Peace. Peace.